You are listening to episode 130 of the Fitness Empowerment Podcast, and today we will be covering part seven of my financial fitness series with a focus on paying off credit card debt. So buckle up because we are nearing the end of this road. Hey there, and welcome to or welcome back to the Fitness Empowerment Podcast. My name is Danny. I'm your host, and on this podcast, I'm focused on sharing with you ways to increase your energy, decrease your stress, and save you time so that you feel empowered to go after the life you want. Today's topic is the midterm to long-term strategies for paying off credit card debt, specifically how I have planned and projected my income and sales this year so that I could determine when I would realistically be able to pay off each credit card and set those goals in stone. Now, if you're new here, then perhaps you haven't listened to parts one through six of my financial fitness series in 2019, and I definitely encourage you to go back and listen so that you have the complete picture of this journey and truly see the sacrifices and struggles that I have been through in order to learn how to properly utilize my credit cards and pay off the approximately $15,000 in credit card debt that I accumulated in the first two years of my entrepreneurship journey and starting my own personal training and nutrition coaching business. So go back and listen to the previous episodes on the topic. I will link them all in the details and show notes below this episode. Also, if you are driving or multitasking and you cannot safely take notes right now, then don't worry. I do have a freebie download checklist for you with the steps that I have taken for paying off credit card debt that I discuss in today's episode. All you have to do is click on that link in the show notes, input your name and email, and you will receive the PDF download direct to your email inbox. Without further delay, let's get into the show. Now, let's start with the end of this particular segment, okay? I set a goal for myself to have my second of three credit cards paid off by the end of October. That did not happen, and that's okay. I had to reevaluate my goal, and now I kind of have this push goal to have it paid off by Saturday, November 16th. And I'll be honest, at the time I'm typing this, it's about 7 a.m. on Thursday, November 14th, and I still owe $600 to that credit card. I'm really close, but I just don't know if it's going to be Saturday or perhaps mid-next week that I will have that $600 paid off. Actually, as I'm recording this on the 17th, I was able to pay off a little bit more, but that last $249 will have to wait until next week. As you may know, if you are a business owner, your income and profit is almost never the same because your clients fluctuate and their days and times and payments and holidays and sicknesses or vacations, whatever, they all have an effect on when and how much your income will be for a particular month. This is a struggle. And at the same time, now that I understand the fluctuations better and I can prep for them, it's not so scary because I expect life to happen and that my original monthly projections may not be what they thought when I get mid-month or towards the end of the month. So how did I project what my income might be in order to determine my goals of when I would be able to pay off my credit cards? And what are the strategies I use to consistently put money towards my cards 
but also still have enough in the bank accounts for bills that need to be paid from a bank account versus from a credit card. All right, break out the notebook, calendar, and spreadsheets. It's going to take some time for you to write out these numbers. First, you have to get over the fact that you're dealing with living data and it's going to change. You can be and you need to be as accurate as possible with your projections, but if you are cutting it close every single day and your stress levels are through the roof if a client doesn't pay you on time because maybe they had a surgery, they're not healing up as fast as they wanna be, um, then the cold hard truth for you is that you probably need to consider some new revenue streams to increase your income. And yes, I do know how painful that sounds and how overwhelming that sounds because I've had to do it all year long. Like, I'm just telling you how it is. Sometimes that's what you have to do because the bottom line is you either have to increase your income or cut your costs. And and sometimes you're at your bottom line and like all you have all that you're paying is bills. Like that that's it. So so that's what I've had to do. And so that's what I encourage you to do. This may come in the form of increasing your increasing your clientele, um, maybe selling furniture, uh, selling books, selling clothing that you aren't using, dog sitting is an option, um, organizing people's schedules, or even getting another job. Yes, I've done all of these things this year, or I am doing all of these things in some way, shape, or form for extra revenue sources. I'll give you an example here. It was around Easter, and I mentioned this in previous episodes, but I decided to drive for the company waiter for about two months earlier this year. And while I did not enjoy the position, it did bring me a couple hundred extra dollars each week. And then when another opportunity came up for increasing my client base, I leveled up and took the next option. So heck, now that I've done that, and I know that in a worst case scenario, like if all my clients stopped working with me today, I kind of have a mental checklist of restaurants that I would head to immediately and apply to to be a server or bartender. Do I want to do this? No, but I know I could if I had to. So it just puts things in perspective. When you get backed into a corner, there are actions that you can take. You just don't want to take them all the time. And and that's okay too. But kind of it's just kind of nice to know that those options are there and available if you're in a worst case scenario. Okay. So the next step when you kind of get past all of this like realization of living data and and you know what am I really bringing in and what's going out? Like can I actually afford my lifestyle kind of a thing? The next thing you need to do Put your client payments and revenue sources on your calendar for the exact date that you expect them to arrive in your bank account or in your hands. So now, now that we can look at those calendars, I'm a huge fan of paper calendars and of pencils. Like you got to use pencils because there's a lot of erasing. <laughs> Um, I spend enough time on my phone. I don't like staring at my phone for a digital calendar. You got to do what works best for you. But... I personally use a happy day planner, totally not sponsored, but it has these day by day calendar pages that give me slots for 30 minute intervals from about 6am to 9pm. And for me, this is crucial because I have all of my clients listed day to day at their specific time and date. And then um, on those days when their payment is due, I have it written down. Um, or when I expect a payment from a different revenue source, whether it's a client or something else. So I have that amount written on that day next to that person's name. Um, 
or it's either in the left-hand column. So my calendar kind of has two columns on the right side. It has the 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. 30-minute intervals on the left-hand side of the page. It's just blank space for writing. So sometimes I write. If it's a different revenue source that's not a client specifically, then it'll be on that left-hand side. I guess that's neither here nor there. <laughs> so... Let's see, generally I send out client schedules for the upcoming month during mid-month of the current month. So for example, I'll send out December workout and payment schedules in mid-November. And I tell my clients this upfront, like when we're doing our initial consultation, you know, it's always important to discuss the payment and the finances and things like that. And so I let them know, I say mid-month of the current month, I'll let you know what I foresee our schedule being based on what we've already talked about. This is your payment schedule. And that way it's no surprise when it goes into their inbox. It's, you wanna make sure you're managing expectations as best as possible. And I know me being a client for other people, like I wanna know schedules way in advance. And I wanna, it, it puts me at ease when I know what I owe people way in advance. I don't want to know the day of. I don't want it to be a question. That's scary for people. So we all need to know in advance. It's going to put you at ease. It's going to put your clients at ease. It's just going to put everybody at ease to get this information out well in advance. And then if they need to make a change to that payment schedule or their workout schedule, whatever it might be, then it's easier for all of you again to know that in advance and for you to then know what the new expected number is when they're handing you a check. You don't want to find that out the day that they're supposed to bring you a check. So this gives the clients to have time to get back with me if they know that they have that schedule conflict and thus I can adjust when I expect to receive a payment and how much it's going to be. Next step, put it on your calendar the different portion of this client payment or your income stream amount that you're going to keep in cash or your checking savings account and what you're gonna to put towards your credit card. So for me, once I added a couple new consistent revenue streams and with a lot of trial and error week to week and month to month, like this probably took me a couple, about three or four months to figure out what the right amount to put towards one and the other was. But after a bunch of trial and error and adding in more revenue streams and a bunch of financial reading and podcast listening, I determined that a 50-50 was a good place for me to pay bills and then still have money to put towards my credit cards without being in a bind. So this is what it looks for me, looks like for me. So mid-November, I send out the schedule to theoretical client Susie. Susie's also my mother's name. <laughs> She's not a client, but I let her know the payment for say $400 to cover December training and it's due on the 23rd of November. So I have this written in my calendar. I also have it written on my calendar that on the 24th of November, I will leave $200 of that 400 in my business checking account and put $200 of that 400 towards my credit cards. So Susie brings me a check for $400 for her December payment on the 23rd. I mobile deposit that check the same day, the morning of the 24th, as soon as I wake up, I check my bank accounts because that is a habit that I've gotten into that it's been extremely helpful. And just like I had written in my calendar, I put 200 of that $400 payment toward my credit card. I can now check off in my calendar that I received the payment and put the money toward the places it needed to go. Next step, take your projections from monthly to quarterly. 
Once you've sat down and projected out your full calendar of potential income for the next month, get that in a spreadsheet and then create separate tabs for the next couple of months. Copy and paste. I know it's not that simple and what actually happens will not look exactly the same as what you have on that sheet, but I have found that with the expectation and confidence of knowing that I will continue to earn a certain amount of income, it generally happens. Sometimes it's a little more, sometimes it's a little less, sometimes it's from all the same clients I projected and the same revenue sources I projected, and sometimes it's not. Sometimes I have some clients you know, leave, go on vacation, whatever. Sometimes I have new ones come in. I believe it's vital to have a plan and then know that that plan can change and probably will change, but to not have a plan leaves you floundering and stressed and full of anxiety and people can see that in you and feel that from you and let's just eliminate that as best as possible. Okay, now that we've got all these projections down, it's a rinse and repeat process. So you might be thinking, this is a lot of work and a lot of projecting for just one person. And yes, it totally is, but I am so empowered with knowing what is in my bank accounts and knowing that I can pay my bills and being confident that when I do spend money on my credit card, I can actually immediately pay it off, that all the projecting is 100% worth it. Y'all, I'm telling you, when you spend $5.48 at a coffee shop and then you pay off $6, you're like, yes, Yes, I just owned this. I paid off more than what I spent. It's like the smallest of things make you feel so good. It's amazing, I promise. But you gotta try it first. <laughs> so yes, I've done this method of projecting since about, gosh, March, March, April timeframe this year. And slowly but surely, it's working. I mean, out of the $15,000 today, I owe a total of about 3,000. Um, and I'm bound and determined to get that paid off before my 30th birthday which is in less than a month. <laughs> now, will I need to do this forever? I'm not sure. My guess is that, yes, in some way, I will have to have detailed monthly plans for finances, and I will need to know what is in my accounts to make myself you know, knowledgeable in life decisions, but perhaps I'll have more help in the future, and some of the day-to-day -day details I won't need to be so deep in. But who knows? I guess I'll let y'all know when I figure that out. But I'll be 30 on the 14th of December this year, and I absolutely will have those credit cards all paid off. I've been in this grind of a hamster wheel in many different ways this year, keeping my focus on being conservative with my spending and putting all of the money I can outside of bills towards the credit card debt. So what will happen after that? I guess you'll have to wait for the next financial fitness episode to find out how I plan to reassess my financials and what goals I am going to move towards next especially because if you're paying off your credit cards like I am, you'll probably want to know what you need to do after that. So I'll give you a hint. My focus is going to shift to savings, investing, taxes, and paying off debt from vehicles. So if those um, four different areas are in your sight line, then this is probably a podcast you're wanting gonna want to stick to listening to. So um, don't forget to grab your freebie download with the above steps for you to put into effect when it comes to those midterm strategies for paying off credit card debt. The link is in the show notes below and I've probably posted it on social media as well. So make sure that you grab that and it will be sent direct to your email inbox. That's all for today. And next week we are going to focus back on nutrition and the topic will be ketones versus ketosis. So get your thinking 
caps on because we're back to that nutrition. Have a wonderful week and I'll talk to you in the next episode. Bye for now. I used to drink five to six espresso beverages a day. Yes, local coffee shops and Starbucks loved me. However, I also had a lot of stress and feelings of anxiety. I was tired of being tired and tired of being stressed. I mean, what kind of a life is it to drink excessive amounts of caffeine in order to function daily and then be so wired that you have to take way too many sleep assistance supplements to fall asleep? So what changed things for me? Prove it ketones. This powder that I shake up with ice and water has given me the natural energy I had been craving. The energy that kind of makes me feel like Wonder Woman because instead of my heart beating out of my chest, I feel laser focus and mental clarity to the nth degree. Yes, it's literally insane. <laughs> Best of all, I don't have to follow a ketogenic diet to continue receiving these awesome ketone energy benefits. I can just shake up my drink and conquer my day with energy that doesn't also bring along stress. So if you're curious, which I hope you are, then I invite you to watch a short video about this energy supplement at danny.experienceketo.com. Again, that's danny, D-A-N-Y-E dot experienceketo, K-E-T-O dot com. Seriously, I don't want to go a day without private ketones. <laughs>